It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Brian Callahan and Dan Pitcher will be back with the Cincinnati Bengals in 2023, and it might be trending that way for Lou Anarumo. We'll get into the Bengals coaches who will be sticking around for next season. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network here on Locked On Bengals, bringing you coverage of your team every day, free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. So if you're new to the show, as you, we get into this off-season free agency just around the corner, make sure you hit the subscribe button on YouTube, follow anywhere you get your podcasts, and we'll be delivered to your devices when we get our content up every day. Today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp, not a crisis line, not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, available to people worldwide. And they have a special offer right now for Lockdown Bengals listeners. You'll get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash lockdown. James reporting over the weekend, indicating that Brian Callahan and Dan Pitcher will be back with the Cincinnati Bengals offensive coaching staff for another season in 2023. Five years of continuity at the offensive coordinator spot for the Bengals. And you look around the NFL, there's so few teams that have this level of continuity. Mm -hmm. There was Dallas with Kellen Moore. He was also hired in 2019. Eric Bieniemy has been with Andy Reid in Kansas City since 2018, and Pete Carmichael has been in New Orleans since 2009. And and that's it for, mm-hmm. for coaches who have been in an offensive coordinator position since 2019 or before, and I think Dallas made a change. So rare continuity for the Bengals' offensive coaching staff, something that we've talked about before, the way that they're able to build on concepts and getting both of these guys back the offensive coordinator and the heir apparent to offensive coordinator who was just extended in Dan Pitcher and had two interviews for that Bucks offensive coordinator job bodes well for the offense next year. No doubt. It's huge. This is um, the Bengals first win of the off season. And there's going to be a lot of, a lot of battles, a lot of off season discussions, and there's going to be some wins and some losses, obviously when you, you talk about free agency and how this team is going to change and there's going to be a lack of continuity specifically on defense. They're going to lose some guys and free agency. It's nice to have your offense back. And this offense, I still don't think we've seen the full potential of this offense, the full potential of Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. And so to get Brian back is huge for Zach Taylor. It's huge for this team. And then Dan Pitcher as well. It's uh, it, the, the thing you didn't want, because I, I thought it was maybe 50-50 that, that Callahan got a, a head coaching job this cycle. You didn't want to lose pitcher this year and then lose Callahan next year. And then and maybe it would have been Troy Walters, but maybe not have the the heir apparent, like you mentioned, on staff still. This way, next year is going to feel like a an all-in year to try to win 
that you know win the Super Bowl, finish the job that started last year in Super Bowl Fifty Six. Obviously, they came up short this year, and and so I, I think that this offense needs to take another step and find that balance of explosive plays, like we talked about with Mike Santagata late last week, along with uh, all of the the short game stuff that, that they attack too high with. And so, what what better way to do that than to have this offensive staff intact. I, I don't think that there's anyone happier uh, than Joe Burrow. And then I thought about Zach Taylor, who's probably the happiest man in Cincinnati on Sunday when he officially found out, and maybe he found out before that, but mm-hmm. uh, found out that Dan Pitcher and Brian Callahan will both be back next season. This is huge. No, no doubt about it. It's huge for the Bengals. It's a trio that does a lot together in terms of game planning in terms of communication during game day that that facilitates play calling that facilitates the flow of the offense and they have produced a high level offense and you're right maybe it's not the absolute unstoppable juggernaut that it could be if they can get a few more things ironed out we talked about explosive plays in the running game obviously like you mentioned with mike last week but it's still really dang good among the best offenses in the NFL and has evolved significantly every year. We've seen it in different ways from the running game changes of three years ago, mid season to the explosive elements of the offense in the Super Bowl run of 2021 to the efficiency that they learned how to achieve and leaned into and lost 20 deep passes targeted more than 20 yards down the, down the field outside the numbers, just in terms of attempts in 2022. And so the versatility of this offensive coaching staff, the way that they work together, the cohesion, the continued uh, adaptation and adjustments we've seen from these guys bringing them together for another year just gives them an opportunity to continue to build on that. And will it all, will it necessarily work? There's always a chance that things don't go great, but you're returning almost your entire starting offense. There will be a couple of changes, of course, that we'll talk about over the course of the next few weeks as we get closer to free agency and the draft. Obviously, tight end and right tackle, two of those big questions. But having your coaching staff intact means that your your architecture, your infrastructure, your terminology, none of that stuff changes. The way that Zach Taylor communicates with his coaches doesn't change. They have that continued cohesion in that unit. And Troy Walters, you mentioned, James, as well, had interviewed with, for that uh, that Texans job. And on Sunday, I think the news broke that Bobby Slowick was announced as the offensive coordinator in Houston. So if there was any concern that Walters would go for an OC job in Houston, as he's also obviously under consideration for these sorts of jobs this year, uh, that put to rest as well. Walters also will be back. And maybe Lou will be back too, James. There's certainly some breadcrumbs. Real quick, before we, before we get to Lou, the other thing. Lou, regardless if he's back or not, this defense is going to look different. I think they could be worse, right? We'll see. Maybe they're not. Maybe they find another pass rusher in the draft. Maybe it's different. But you lose Jermaine Pratt potentially. You're going to lose Bates. You're going to lose some of these guys. What does that mean, Jake? You're going to have to lean on the offense a little bit more. It's nice to not have questions uh, amongst, oh, well, is is Taylor going to gel with the new OC? I mean, they could have lost Pitcher and Callahan. Could you imagine? Heck, Lou could have tried to to take Pitcher with him as an OC. Mm-hmm. And and so the fact that they're back, I think that's huge. Now go ahead with your Lou tease because we do got to dive into that. Yeah, so news indicating that, 
maybe there is a favorite in Arizona. So we'll update you on what's going on with the Arizona Cardinals coaching search that involves Lou Anarumo coming up next. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. When you're at your best, you can do great things, but sometimes life gets you bogged down. You may feel overwhelmed or like you're not showing up in the way that you want to. Working with a therapist can get you and help you get closer to the best version of you because when you feel empowered, you're more prepared to take on everything life throws at you. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online. You fill out a brief questionnaire that gets you matched up with a licensed therapist, and boom, you get moving, and you can switch therapists at any time. So if you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash on today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash on. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Arizona Cardinals coaching search continues, and this isn't Locked On Cardinals, so we only tangentially care about their head coaching search on this podcast, but we care about it insofar as it involves Bengals defensive coordinator Lou Anarumo, who interviewed over Zoom, had his follow-up interview on Friday, according to reports, and according to other reports, the Arizona Cardinals are waiting to hire another bird team coach. The defensive coordinator of the Philadelphia Eagles, Jonathan Gannon, could be the favorite. According to Benjamin Albright, they are targeting Jonathan Gannon for that job. I don't know if they've interviewed him yet, but they will they- after the Super Bowl. And mm-hmm. it seems to be, according to Albright, who is often right about these sorts of things, the direction they're headed. Yeah, they haven't interviewed him because their GM got the job and took the job after the window to interview him had passed and there's a relationship there and so it's easy to see to connect the dots why they've waited so long why they've put their search on hold over the weekend and came out and said it which is just so weird after Anarumo interviewed on Friday via Zoom which again so weird that that would be the case if you're the Cardinals uh, if you know he's one of the finalists and obviously he is so you know hopefully Gannon gets the job Um, one I wonder about that situation, and there's never a perfect situation. And I, I, I'm sure Lou has plenty of questions, especially this late in the game. And if, if you're going to lose a defensive coordinator or lose one of these coordinators to a head coaching job, you want to go see them have success at their next stop. And I, I think it's going to be tough. It would be tough for Lou at this stage uh, to do that. So we'll see if, if it goes to Gannon. But if so, it would just be another huge win for this Bengals team facing a bunch of offseason questions. And I wasn't trying to be mean about the defense, it potentially being worse, but losing Jermaine Pratt, losing potentially losing Jesse Bates, which is more than potentially, I feel like it's already written, even though it's Mm -hmm. not, it's, it's going to be tough. And so why not have continuity amongst 
the, the coaching staff, because if anyone can dial things up the right way to get the most out of what's going to be a younger defense next year, it's going to be Luana Rumo. And I'm sure they're going to address some of these spots, some of these weaknesses over the next few months in free agency in the draft. At the same time, it would be nice to have the guy who's really put together such a great defense over the past few years, have him add those young pieces. So it won't be the last time he gets a head coaching look if, if he doesn't get the job in Arizona, but uh, it would be another huge win for the Bengals for sure. And just to put it into perspective, like we did on the offensive side of the ball, the only defensive coordinators in the NFL longer tenured or equally tenured as Luana Rumo at this point, Leslie Frazier in Buffalo since 2017 and Steve Spagnolo in Kansas City since 2019. The only other teams that have had coordinators as long as the Bengals have had their coordinators, it's really just the Chiefs who are yeah. trying to start a dynasty, right? That the Bengals will obviously contest trying to win their second Super Bowl in a short period of time here as they have hosted five straight AFC championship games. And that continuity does matter. Obviously. And when you have the, the kind of defense the Bengals have where cohesion communicate, I, I've used that word a lot today, communication in the secondary, especially, and the ability to play as a unit, which you've heard Travis Kelsey talk about. I know many of you are probably sick of Travis Kelsey right now, but you know, he, he doesn't want the city of Cincinnati to disown him entirely, but he's talked about, you know, those guys play together as a unit so well, everyone knows where they need to be trusts, that their teammates are going to be where they need to be, and everyone will do their job as prescribed by the play. They're very versatile, of course, as we've discussed. The ability to be very multiple on defense, the track record against top quarterbacks in the NFL. People like Robert May saying that their favorite defenses to watch in the NFL were you know, the 49ers this year, the Cowboys with their pass rush this year, and the Cincinnati Bengals, who don't have that Nick Bosa, that Micah Parsons making their defense go. It's really an entire unit. And I know Trey Hendrickson and DJ Reader and BJ Hill and Sam Hubbard are great up front, but it's really that entire unit, the way that it's put together, the way that it's coached, that is, is so important for this team. And when you have some turnover, like you said, James, having the guy that puts it all together, who can teach it in such a way that these players understand what their jobs are and, and can build that trust and can understand what the entire defense is trying to accomplish, that should really ease the transition, right? We saw this team overcome injuries multiple times last year where guys had to step up and step into roles. And that's kind of what happens when you have turnover year over year. Mm -hmm on a more ongoing basis. So helping to, to bring in the right players, like you mentioned in free agency in the draft and helping to sculpt that defense and continue to uh, make sure that continuity and that cohesion, which I'm going to stop saying at some point uh, continues to exist. Having Luana Rumo back for that would be excellent. It gives the other thing it does. It gives Zach Taylor another year to get his ducks in a row when it comes to replacing all of these guys. And this is a Brian Callahan, Dan Pitcher, uh, also Luana Rumo, of course, conversation. And we'll see. You know, it's not certain as we record this, and we're certainly not trying to jinx it uh, when it comes to Lou. But I don't think there was a an obvious candidate on staff for that defensive coordinator job. So not only will it give him another year to see how that entire staff evolves, but it also gives you a chance to continue to put out feelers and build relationships throughout the league and, and really think about, okay, not that he wouldn't have had a list anyway, he better. Right. But 
that list can evolve and you can just gather more information. Because at some point, this cohesion that you're talking about that is now contagious and I'm talking about, it's going to go. It's when, not if for Brian Callahan. Lou, it's a little tougher because he's an older defensive coordinator. I still think he ultimately ends up with a head coaching job at some point if he continues to coach at this level and and continue to get a, a ton out of this Bengals defense, like you mentioned. And so Zach has to be prepared for that. And so it's going to suck when they leave, uh, if Lou leaves, but having another year to, to evaluate your staff and, and look elsewhere and just keep it in the back of your mind, I think that's a huge, huge benefit uh, for Zach Taylor and something that he will not take for granted for sure. Yeah, it's something that he hasn't really had to deal with yet. A, a new frontier, as it were, for Zach Taylor in his head coaching career is replacing coordinators. He hasn't had to do it yet. And, you know, they've obviously replaced some positional assistants in his time, and those moves have generally gone well. But having more time to evaluate, especially those in-house options, like you said, James, is a great point. And the other thing that always comes to mind when we talk about Lou Anarumo is what a glow-up he has had over the last couple of years. I mean, going from... After, after that second year of the Zach Taylor tenure, like, oh, if they're going to fire an assistant, it's probably going to be Lou to, well, it's a good thing they're not losing, hopefully. They're hopefully not losing Lou to a head coaching job, given the defensive turnover they have and just the incredible run he's had against top-level quarterbacks the last couple of years. Uh, really complimentary football being played between these units, and, and you got to think these coaches have a lot to do with it. James, as we're recording this episode... Sunday morning for me, Super Bowl's in a few hours. Mm. I wasn't even going to watch it this year. I'm curious about what our listeners are doing. Super Bowl is such a, an American institution, such an institution for football fans in general. Let's talk about our attitudes and how they've changed for the Super Bowl to finish the show on the Super Bowl Sunday as we record. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. Yeah, we're recording right before Super Bowl 57. But the midway point of the NBA season... Well, it's here. The trade deadline has come and gone and a lot of moves, right? And the place to wager on all things NBA is FanDuel. You can download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, and their app because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. And different wagers include money line so who's going to win straight up you obviously can go with different prop bets of how many points lebron's going to score or Giannis, or steph curry when he comes back plenty of different options and it's not just points rebounds assists etc and so many more exclusive bets so check out fanduel and don't miss your chance on the no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars of bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on that's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more make every moment more with fanduel an official sports betting partner of the nba is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements maybe it's time for a rebuild or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the lombardi trophy Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Man, we were at the Super Bowl this time last year. Mm-hmm. Yep. Obviously, we're both at home today. Yep. 
Yep. But what a difference it makes when the team that you cover and for me, the team that you, you grew up rooting for and, and following suddenly makes it to a Super Bowl, and then the, the next year they lose in the AFC Championship game. For both of us. For both of us there. Um, yeah, it's weird. Though, in the part of it that's as is, is weird as anything is the expectations. Mm-hmm. Like a couple of years ago, let's just time back to when we were talking probably you know, two years ago, Lou Anarumo, hot seat not, will they move on, will they not? At this stage, we probably, you know, we knew that they were keeping Lou. But after that season ended, you know, 625 and one over two years, the defense couldn't stop a cold, couldn't stop a nosebleed. It was like, all right, well, let's watch the Super Bowl. And I was in it. I was into it, right? It was just, you just never expected the Bengals to get there. But now that the expectations are that, especially getting as close as they did last two weeks ago, it's weird. It's weird. I, I'm going to watch the game and I'll pay attention. Uh, you know, it, it's going to a Super Bowl party, but, uh, you know, just with some friends. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's certainly unique. It's different than, um, than it was, say, a few years ago, going to Super Bowl parties. And, and the interest isn't, isn't as high, but naturally, I'm, I'm going to pay attention for sure. I wasn't even going to watch the game this year, man. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's the Super Bowl, Jake. What, what do you mean? My, my plan for today? You, you were going to watch the CFL? Is that what you were going to no, watch? No, of course CFL not. Highlights? Zach Caleros? I don't, just, I don't watch the CFL. I, I watch football, not whatever they play. Yes, as I alienate all 10 of our Canadian listeners. There's more than 10, as, man. As I live in Canada. No, I know. Actually, that's true. Um, I, I was going to record this podcast. I'm going to go to the gym. I was going to you know, do some reading. Do some do some grocery shopping, do some chores around the house, do some do some meal prep, maybe. Jake's subtle gym flex there is just awesome. How's that? How's that? people just, go to the gym? That's like a normal I thing. Love, I was gonna go to the gym. I am I gonna it. go to the gym. I know. And, I know. And, but it's, it's it. such a it's such a social thing. That, right? That's one of the themes of this offseason. Jake six pack is what you're gonna be called in during training camp, just so you that's, know. That's just a matter of body fat, right? That's my understanding of, of how six packs work. It's part of it. It's not the only thing you need. Big, I mean, big part of it. You still need muscle, Jake. What you yeah. gonna get? You gonna get that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the point is that I was I was trying to make because it's such a social thing. You know, I was six I was, pack, Jake. Okay, are we done? You good? Keep going, man. You don't I'm have to just stop. Just gonna interrupt me again? Yeah, it's distracting. It. It's great six pack. <laughs> Some might think we're talking about beer. We won't be. We'll be talking about point, abs, man. Shredded. At this Go. point, I think we are. Social thing, you know, some friends are, are having people over for the Super Bowl. So I might go watch the second half, get some Super Bowl snacks. That might be my plan. Second half? Yeah. Come on, dude. Show up on time. Don't. Nah. What? I'm good. I'm going to do That's... some other things with my life today. I mean, so so think about this from from a Bengals perspective, from this podcast perspective. What we used to watch the Super Bowl for was like, what can the Bengals steal from these Super Bowl teams? That's that really? used to be my perspective: is how is can it? the Bengals take lessons from these Super Bowl teams and apply them to themselves to get better, get a better and, quarterback. And to, that's what the I mean, that's what the issue was. <laughs> but, but it's also been stuff about like team building and and front office construction and and use of analytics and stuff like that. And and now, while you know, some of those criticisms you can still make about the size of the front office, for example, 
hard to argue with the results the last few years, although this has been a roller coaster ride for the Bengals throughout uh, Duke Tobin's tenure times. So, you know, we talked about it with Joe last week when when Joe Goodberry joined it up, joined us to talk about the, the the needs for the Bengals this year. I don't really have that motivation. Like, sure, there, there are little things that you would look for in, in the Eagles and in the Chiefs and say, okay, what can the Bengals learn from these teams? And I think every everyone in the NFL looks at Super Bowl teams and tries to steal things, see what's happening to the Eagles coaching staff right now, for an example of that. And that motivation isn't there for me as much. It's just, it, it goes back to expectations, James. Like you said, it's disappointing that the Bengals aren't there, given how close they were. And... There, there's something about watching the team that beat them for me that that's just not very interesting. But from from six twenty five and one to the last two years, what a turnaround it has been! How it has changed our expectations, how it has changed the way that I interact with the Super Bowl, and to a lesser extent, the way you interact with the Super Bowl is, is pretty remarkable. Yeah, oh, it's uh, hopefully next year is different. Was it in Vegas next year? I think it's Vegas is next year. We'll we'll, uh, right? we'll think yeah we'll think about Vegas. I might have to book the room now because it's going to be three trillion dollars if uh, if they get there. And yet, staff's going to be mostly back, even if they do lose Lou. Hopefully not. Bengals are going to have a good shot. So uh, let's uh, let's regroup. We'll have another post Super Bowl show on Monday evening dropping, and uh, let's let you get let's let you if I could get it out get to the gym. So you can work on that six pack, Jake. Yeah, it's time to time to transition fully to off season. I mean, yeah, we've baby. been doing it anyway, but there's no more football to be played after this podcast drops. Probably before this podcast, for a lot of you have listened to it, and uh, that means we we got to get into the draft a little bit, James, which I am not prepared for. We got to get into some free agency targets uh, as we discussed with Andre last week. So if you missed that, go check out last week. We have like a full slate of offseason needs, how the Bengals can improve on offense and defense. Uh, you know, the cap situation, the Joe Burrow extension, the T Higgins extension, all of that stuff with Andre Parada, with Joe Goodberry, with Mike Santagata last week. Um, but yeah, we got to get into this draft, get into this free agent class. And when is free agent? I mean, this is soon. March, like a month. Got like a month. We're we're at that point where we got the short short off season ahead of us. Getting to the AFC Championship still shortens that that off season for sure. Anyway, that's going to do it for this episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. Like I said, we're still five days a week right now here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. So we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Who day and have a good one. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Lockdown podcast ad. Free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.